a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Welcome everybody to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us that are dirt freaks, street freaks, quad freaks, UTV freaks. Anything with wheels. That's Michael Allen. Fly Racing flyracing.com boa reel light hydrogen awesome gear you wore it all day I wore it all day I love it thank you guys for coming on board to be the presenting sponsor and if you guys want to go buy some fly racing gear go to rockymountainatvmc.com and if you can't go to Rocky Mountain just get some fly racing gear because it's cool right I agree it looks fantastic alright Michael Allen here he's a Kiefer Inc. test rider I uh kidnapped his ass from Dirt Rider when that hell hole uh, went to shit. So, pretty much straight That's up. Right? So anyway, he, he came over to the Kiefer Inc. testing side, which I'm grateful for. He's more of an off-road guy, but I thought, you know what? He's more of a 250F rider, because that's what you like to ride. I enjoy This would it. be a good uh, test for him to try out, and he's going to be in the 250 shootout. So, um, you know, I brought him along. And he's familiar with pretty much most of the 250s, so we can kind of compare back to back. But uh, yeah, so you, you like 250s the best? I like it's much more fun to ride a small bike fast than a fast bike slow. Fast bikes scare you? Yeah, I'm not a 450 guy. How much do you weigh? Uh, 175. Okay, so and I'm on the bigger side for a 250. You're old, you? 30. Ah, you're old. A lot of gray hair. So anyway, we're on the side of a road right now. We want to do this remote because we want to get this stuff out to you ASAP. And uh, so if the quality is not as good as my studio at the house, I apologize, but at least you can listen to it and you kind of know what the bike's about. We were the first media outlet um, day. Tomorrow there'll be more magazines out, so I'm sure you'll see more of this bike later in the week. But um, I wanted the information out for you guys, so if you guys are getting up for work tomorrow, you can hear um, everything there is about the 2018 Honda CRF250R. We are at Zaka Station. Of course, if you guys are not familiar with Zaka, um, loamy dirt. George and the guys dump a lot of sand out here, so it has a lot of sand on top with the hard base below it. So good for testing. Some manufacturers do come out here and test, so it's a good all-around engine and chassis suspension um, testing site. Um, I've been out here with Yamaha when I was with Yamaha. I've been out here with KTM when I was with KTM. I've been out here with Honda when I was with Honda. So, I know for a fact they do come out here. So, Honda changed the 250 from pretty much the ground up. We got confirmation though before we left. There are some interchangeable parts from the 450 and the 250 since the 18s are plastics the same, the wheels are the same. Obviously, tires are not the same. We know this, but 
what else did he say? Handlebars, subframe. Bar mounts. Bar mounts. Air filter, gas tank. Shock and, and forks. So this, you know, obviously Same, different settings. Different settings inside, but they're, you know, you can swap them out. He did say the frame was different where the, the motor mounts are. Right, of course, because obviously a different engine. Right. So it's not the, the same frame spec. But for the new 250 from 17, they went to a dual overhead cam. It's not the single cam. Um, of course, you guys, some of you guys are freaking out on my Instagram page and other areas about the two head pipes that are coming out the head. It, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. That's kind of how it's been so far. I think buying an exhaust, an aftermarket one, you're probably going to hate it in terms of the price. Although I did get some, I talked to some guys at Yoshimura and right. FMF that said the cost will not be that much. Oh, okay. Because I guess the bend is a nightmare when you have the single going in the dual. Because you need the, the length. Right. Okay. So now I maybe I don't quote me on this. I don't know the MSRP, and I'm sure you can look because I know Yosh has them out for this bike. They have one here on display, right? Um, I think it's maybe a hundred bucks more than the normal one. So I do not know for a fact, but I don't think it's going to be a drastic amount where you guys are going to freak out. If you're buying a nine thousand dollar motorcycle and you're worried about a thousand dollar muffler, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't. I don't understand that. And so, even at that, stock muffler, stock exhaust is not bad. Yeah. On right. any on any bike nowadays, really. Absolutely. I just talk about that all the time. Right. So, another huge thing, you guys know, I hate air forks. They went to a coil spring fork, 49, same that's on the 450. Um, that's a huge improvement right there. They, if that's all they did was that, that's a step above and where they were. It's way better than where it was. So, but... We're gonna talk about the 17 real quick just to kind of give you a brief uh, synopsis of last year's bike. I'll let Michael chime in after me, but for me, engine slow, fork horrible, chassis, stiff feel. Maybe the chassis would be better if they had more engine response and it was better, but honestly, I had good RPM response bottom in, but after that, it just kind of fell on its face. I wasn't a huge fan of this bike last year. Um, they had a 17 out there for us today to ride. So you rode it today, Michael, just the 17. What did you think about that bike alone? I think the only place where that bike somewhat shined was the bottom end of the power, like bottom RPM torque. Right. Um, other than that, the forks were, it was a bad air fork. It yeah. was just harsh. So, and it's tough to set up, man. Like, dude. I felt like it was never planted. Right. Like, honestly, like, when you guys go to different tracks, that fork acts differently all the time. So, kudos for Honda to getting a spring fork and electric start together. With any luck, we're, we're seeing every manufacturer go away from air forks. We're coming back. It's going to be full right. circle. Right. Kind of what KTM did back in the day when they didn't have linkage. the link. They had the PDS, right. and now they're on the linkage. So, I think, from what I've gathered, the Japanese and the American side of these manufacturers are seeing a pushback by us, the consumer, and saying, hey, we don't want this shit. Um, we don't care how light it is. It doesn't work. It's pain for us to work. You know, we're it's pain average, Good. average guys, blue-collar dudes that want to go ride, they don't want to put a bunch of fucking air in their forks and dick with it, right? Different track, different settings. Another thing to check. Well, and then uh, you go through the day, it changes. Heat never, goes up, it never, goes it's up. never the same. Right. So, Anyway, we're getting at leading you in to this 18. On paper, it's already better because it has a spring fork. You're going to a dual overhead cam, which I think is going to be better for the engine. 
Um, I do not know the whole purpose behind the Japanese. I don't know if you know if you got this, but why they went to a dual head pipe system into the mouth. I, I got a little bit of that. They said there's, they called it exhaust friction when you have a single exhaust where you have both valves pushing out exhaust and they have friction when they hit e the, the fumes, okay. I guess you would say, have friction when they hit each other. So they went to duels. So both of those valves have their own exits out of the engine. That was what it was. So maybe cleaner push. Right. Yeah. That was what it I was explained. Well, that sounds all good, right? But we're going to tell you if it works or not. We're and just dumb dirt bike guys, so. Honestly, I do not think they're going to do that for the 450. I just don't see that happening, so um, we'll cross our fingers and maybe this will be only a 250 thing, and um, we'll see what they do for 19, but right now it's only on the 250s, so for those of you getting all crazy, just relax. The dual overhead cam motor is definitely different to see in a Honda, because it's been a unicam for ever really a long time and uh the cam gears are on the right side of the motor so from the left where you normally look at a bike there's not no, the little half round of the rubbers on the head aren't there right it just it's a different look and honestly it's a racy looking bike i think to me when i see a bike i really i like the suzuki color scheme of the 450 but when i see a honda it just screams like i want to go ride it like i want to just take it and ride when i go out in the garage and i see the honda sitting there it looks bitchin'. It's a good look. Yeah, I like it. And I like the... Mathis hates the CRF across the shroud. No, I think it's clean. Yeah, I think it looks all right. Simple and clean. So anyway, let's lead right to the motor. That's what the 250F class is about. Um, I have shootouts starting the 14th. You know, when we start these shootouts, everyone that hops on a 250 must have a good engine. So Michael, not really comparing the 17 to the 18 right now. We'll do that in a minute. But just the 18... How do you feel about the engine? In one word, I would say snappy. Okay. It, uh, it's very free revving. It, okay. It's lacking a, a little bit on the bottom end. You come out of a corner, if you're in a little bit too tall of a gear, it's going to take a little bit of clutch work to, to get it into that snappy part of the power. But you want to talk about free revving and a high revving engine. The KTM used to be a high revving engine. This, I think, almost takes it to a new level in terms of how far it pulls into the RPM range. And the... So we just got confirmation from Honda. They wouldn't say total number, but they said it's 900 RPM higher. Um, it revs 900 RPM higher than 17, which equates to 14,400 RPM. Right. So that's pretty damn high. I don't have the number on a KTM. I know that revs high too. Right. I think it was around 14, but not only does it rev that high, it pulls that high. Right. So you think the, the window of pulling power is longer? It's longer, but it's missing a little bit on the bottom. Okay. And, I, and for me, Zaka wasn't too deep today. Um, it got choppy. It's fast. Wasn't terribly ruddy. Um, but for me, guys, I've been riding the Yamaha and I've been riding the Cowie. I even rode the, I've been riding the Suzuki 250s. Honda is still lacking the torque feel of a Yamaha. I still don't feel like it's torquey and you can ride it lazy like a Yamaha. Like almost a gear high. Yeah, if I want to ride third gear, it has a 48-tooth rear. God bless me for saying this. Jody. Yes, but All it right. would benefit from a 49. If you like to run third gear, 49 or 50, okay? What color is your helmet today? It was red. Okay. It was close to orange. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it was red. So, you're not going to get that torque feel. If you guys are looking for the torque monster of a Yamaha, you're not going to get that out of this Honda. 
you have a smooth roll on power. We'll get to the maps in a minute. In the map one, it has a smooth roll on feel. It builds into a wide mid range. And this is where people are gonna get excited when they ride this bike, is where the middle to the upper RPM ranges, you know, that's where you're gonna create your power. That's where you're gonna create, your lap times are gonna drop. If you ride it in those areas, you're gonna have a smile on your face. If you're like me, lazy, lugger, ride 450 is a lot, maybe it's not the right bike for you. I don't wanna compare it to a two-stroke, but it had the excitement of a two-stroke up higher in the RPM. RPM response is really good everywhere. Really good everywhere. Right. But it just doesn't have that pull. Right, the bottom end pull, coming out of a corner, maybe a gear high, you wanna be lazy, you gotta work the clutch or just downshift. Now, you, you're a 250 guy. You said you like riding 250, so is this still a, a nice motor for you to ride? Oh, it's a fantastic motor. I have the, the Cowie at home, and I feel like this motor from, from mid to top is superior to the Kawasaki and in the bottom it's right about the same maybe a butt hair off from the Cowie butt hair butt hair okay I don't know what those are because I get those out yeah you know, yeah, you shave it <laughs> um anyway uh but the motor is very fun to ride like I said not I don't want to say two stroke but exciting like a two stroke like very free revving let's get to the map switches um we went all over the map, so it has three switches, obviously the same as 450. Map one is standard, map two is your smooth map, and map three is like the aggressive map. And you wanna do that, those sort of things, and uh, kind of feel all those maps on the track, and that's what we did today. I did starts in each map. Um, I rode laps with each map. For me, map one is an all-around good map. like. Map three has an aggressive, little more aggressive hit off the bottom, but map one is broader and climbs better. It's not as short as three. It's, a, it's an all, everywhere you go is gonna be a solid map. Right. You want a little bit more bottom in and a little bit shorter spacing in your gears, map three is that kind of map. Map two, later in the day, you even said you like map two. I, I, I felt like map two, although it's a little, feels slower revving, maybe a little bit rich, it's not spinning up as fast, but I felt like I was getting more traction and getting to the next corner maybe a little bit faster because the power was getting to the ground a little better and not spinning. So is it almost deceiving? Like, I, honestly, here we go, people. Ah, lip Pro, oh, shit. I, you know what? Honestly, right, today would have been a good day for a Lip Pro. I didn't have one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys that out there. You win. Today would have been a good day to do the map switches and see what the lap times were. We didn't do that. We will do that for shootouts, but... I think it's deceiving with map two is you don't have that snappiness. Not quite as exciting. But I feel like you're getting the pull out of the corner when it's slick. Right, you're, you're driving to the next corner faster, I think overall faster. Engine sound compared to last year's bike. Snappy. As far as like engine, to me, like when I listen to the old engine, 17 engine, and I listen to this 18 engine, it's a little bit raspier sound. It's kind of more, I don't want to say racy. And I don't want to sound like it's blown out sounding. Not it's just, blown, not it's blown. a louder sound. No, right? it's definitely a louder sound. It, I rode, the, once again, I rode the 17. And even when you go up to the rev limiter and hit it, the 17 was more like a dun, dun, dun. And this is more, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Racier. It's like a three stroke. Racier, that's not a word, but Racier. like a three stroke. Yeah, 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 yeah no. So anyway, the, the engine guys, it's, it's okay if I how we do it and I told you guys this in my testing podcast if 17 was a baseline three that's the number 
3.5 is the engine feel for this 18. That's a big jump. That means anyone that rides these bikes, your grandma, uh, Joe Blow down the street that doesn't ride dirt bikes, he'll be able to feel the difference when you get on these two real quick. It's not as lazy, I think, as the 17. So kudos to Honda. And I feel like they went a better direction. Will it be the best bike for 2018? I don't know. Uh, I don't. That was pretty good. So, you, I mean, yeah, right. It's, I, I, I it's funny to... because I was wrong about the Honda on 450 shootout. I mean, I didn't think it would win. I'm off road guy too, so I don't know. And, but... it, and it won a lot of shootouts. So, I mean, I could be wrong here too, but I, I feel like it needs a little bit more torque. It could use more torque, but I guess we'll get into suspension in a minute and chassis, but overall, this bike is really good. Yeah, so let's, let's take it to the suspension. You freak out on this fork. I love, I, I, okay, I don't want to blow Yamaha, but I love the Yamaha fork. Gargle, gargle. Gargle. And this is right there with the Yamaha fork. Maybe a bit stiffer, which isn't bad. Right. But the holdup, and it's still so plush. I love this fork. And Zaka has some hills, so you go up in this hill and you come down it, and you're at speed. So with this suspension, you can actually feel it diving if it moves too much, if, you know, the chassis is balanced, suspension's balanced. Um, I think Honda did an excellent job with the balance of the front and rear. We're gonna run, I ran today 107 mil of sag. Um, I ended up going a little bit stiffer on the fork because I thought it was a little bit soft when I landed off jumps because some of these jumps here at Zaka don't have the biggest landings and you're landing in corners. So you're off the throttle. And when you're off throttle, you seem to use more suspension travel. So I stiffened it up two clicks. I slowed the rebound down one and that settled that front end down for me. I didn't tell Michael what I did. He came back and told me that he liked whatever I did better, and then I told him what it was. So Michael's 175. Yeah, without gear. You know, novice intermediate moto guy. Right. I'm 170, old man pro dude, so it's like there's a good range right there where speeds this suspension works. So 107 mils of sag and the shock, Stiffen up your fork a little bit. I didn't even screw with the shot, guys. I tried to go slower on the rebound, but as the track developed later in the day, it was still a bit slick, it had some square edge. Um, I kept it, kept the stock, and was pretty happy with it. Before I left, I kind of noticed I went underneath the rear fender, and I didn't notice any black marks on the rear fender, so I wasn't using the full rear, you know, the suspension. And not to keep comparing 17, 18, but uh, after riding the 17, I felt like one, the fork was terrible and stiff, and the the rear blew out or was blowing through in in corners. You know, you got to leave a corner into some acceleration bumps, and it was blowing through. This bike, I never got either of those feelings. It just felt balanced front to rear. It never seesawed back and forth, front to back, and it always stayed planted. The rear never blew through, and it was always right in the middle of the stroke. And you mentioned something earlier when we were just getting ready to do this. The dirt's a little loose here, right? You always feel like you're skating around a little, a little bit, bit, and yeah. you still have that planted, solid feel. When you're in, when when I'm in a corner, yeah, it felt good. I'm up against a berm or up against a rut. When I went to cut in a little bit early, or it was a flat corner, I felt like the front end wanted to wash slightly. Now I'm sure maybe a little less sag could help with that, or so you want some more front end bite. Maybe a little more front end bite. I've so I've tried messing with sag on this, guys, and. Um, both bikes, 450 and this new 250, is finicky with shock sag, um, sag settings. So I, I've experienced a 105. I really didn't stray past that as far as um, 
going higher in the rear. 105 to 108. The happy medium was 107. Some of you guys email me and ask, oh, what's one millimeter? It's it's a big difference on some bikes, not as much on others. On this one particularly, it is. So stick with 107. Um, that's a little ass in low because, you know, as Hondas do, sometimes they kind of feel stink bug. I'm a front and steering guy. I don't really mind that as much. So I'm not super picky on that. But with this bike, I like it a little lower. And uh, to me, it has that better balanced feel on the track. And that also, it means more straight line stability. When a little bit, a little bit more choppered out. Yeah. I mean, very you know minimal. about that being an off-road guy. Yeah, I'm all about straight that. Straight line. Straight across the desert Straight valley. line life. But it, it, it's so stable going uphill, downhill, straight line, uh, braking bumps. I never had the bars twitch once. So we'll get into the chassis right now, too. That we'll lead into that. So suspension is better, obviously, right? Spring fork. The Showa fork is uh, is a better spring fork. Showa is a better choice for this Honda. Chassis feel on this 250R is not as rigid for me, I'm speaking for myself, as rigid as the 450 are. To me, I feel like when you go to a hard pack track on the 450, a little skatey, a little rigid, harsh feel. This 250, although when you're on it and it feels like a 450, you know, just being on it and chassis. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But right. chassis wise, it corners like the 450, lean in's really good. Obviously, you can carve an inside line really good, but it doesn't have that rigidity like the 450 does, which I can appreciate because I hate that. I, I haven't ridden the 450R. I rode the RX last year, and it had that harsh, rigid feeling, yeah. and I didn't get that at all with this bike. How's cornering for you since you're, you know, obviously, I don't know. Are you a rear and steering guy? Are you a front and steering guy? Yeah, I just ride dirt bikes. He doesn't know what he is. Yeah. He's lost. Kiefer was yelling at me today when I was jumping that I needed to not boner air. So I'm you want to get on the subject? No, we're not going there. No, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm trying to help him, right? He's taking photos, right? And he's tapping his rear brake like a shit ton. And I go, well, hey, Michael, if you would uh, lean forward off of this jump a little bit more, you wouldn't have to tap your rear brake. And holy shit. Did I not start doing it? Okay, but does it work? Absolutely, it does. Thank you. You're right. Okay. I'm wrong. So back to the chest. Back to it. <laughs> so... Very balanced suspension. You got a chassis that corners, and you know what? You said it feels light? It feels light. It feels really it, nimble. It's easy to change direction to me. Okay, so I didn't feel like it was super light feeling. You didn't get that. Um, maybe because I don't have that torque feel to make it, like I feel like the Yamaha, even though it doesn't corner as well as this Honda, feels lighter just for the simple fact of bottom and pull. So I slightly disagree with that. There was a, a quick uh, right left before the step up. Yeah. And I felt like going from that left or the right transitioning into the left, yep. I felt like it, I never felt like it was a lot of weight transferring back the other direction. I will have to agree when I do steer with the rear of this bike, like there was an inside, where these tracks have inside rollers and the outside's a, a berm around the outside, there's this one by the tree where you have to come up this roller inside and then brake as you make the right so you kind of go down the straightaway. And that's where the Honda shines. You're breaking up the face of this and pivoting and then getting on the gas. Does that mean I'm a rear guy? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. And then it rolls that corner really nice and it's really super easy to, to use. But I don't feel like it, it's the heaviest feeling motorcycle. It just no. doesn't feel super light to me. But it carves an inside line really well once you're inside of the rut. It's really good once you're inside of the rut. Right. There's no pushing. I get a good front end feel. Um, we didn't even mess with fork height like normally like we do a 450. The stock fork height, fork height, 
for those of you that talk shit on me and say heights, <laughs> four kites, <laughs> uh, five millimeters. So we left it at five. Zach, like I said, is a, is a high speed track. It's not slow by any means. No, it's got a lot of high speeds, yeah. downhill stuff. So I, I like that five millimeter setting. Um, rigidity balance is good. Um, straight line stability. Do you think? Like I said, yeah, it's fantastic. I never got a swap of the bars. Or was there that, any negative that you didn't like about the chassis at all, or is everything? Positive? I think everything was really good. I like it, it carved an inside rut well. The, like I said, the only issue I had was if maybe it was a dirt thing or a tire thing or a rider but, thing or probably definitely a rider thing but that's, <laughs> that goes without saying but uh, I felt like the front end wanted to wash a little bit when I wanted to carve a little deeper like I'm in a rut yep. and then I want to cut a little deeper inside and leave the rut Right. I felt like it wanted to wash and not bite we're going to ride a different tracks guys so we're going to really be able to, to pinpoint what we got to do with this thing but um, straight line stability I'd say you know for me is uh, not the best not the worst. Really? Yeah. Middle really? of the road. I mean, obviously, I only rode the Yamaha and the Cowie and the Suzuki. You're a lot faster than me as well. I think the Cowie is a little bit more stable than the Honda, personally. I think they're uh, right there. The fork is not, obviously, better than the Honda, but to me, straight line stability is better um, on the Cowie than the Honda. So, going back to this 450 like we always do, because this is what we got to compare it to with this 250, is it's, it's pretty good everywhere. It doesn't yeah. do one thing horrible. Um, I have one bone to pick, okay. and I mentioned this to the Japanese engineers, and I'm in a, and I'm pretty picky, guys. And I didn't talk to you about this, so I was going to wait for this podcast. All right. I had problems shifting under load when I was out of a corner. Uh, second to third gear transitions for me was very very tough to shift to get the third, it into it. Third gear, correct. I got that. Um, I'd have to either A, let off of the gas and then shift, or really focus on pulling the clutch in to shift in the third gear. Did you have that, I mean, for you guys who have been to Zaka, you leave a right-hander and you're heading towards a step-up? Mm-hmm. I would have it there. Yep. I, I had it in between the S's and the trees. Okay. And I'd have to come out before shifting those step-ups. Okay. And it was really tough for me to shift. So I told the Japanese, the Japanese engineers that... Obviously, I couldn't get a read on what they were saying, um, but to me, a little notchy shifting. Third to fourth gear, super easy. Not a yeah, problem. I agree. And I also wanted to say, second gear feeling is tighter. It doesn't feel like you were mentioning how free feel mm -hmm. all, you know, the engine is. To me, I noticed second gear has a little bit of a tighter feeling. Like when you're on off throttle? Just on throttle, period. And then as soon as I shift to third, it's like a, it's a drastically like just better like it's just so much freer and I understand we're going higher and as soon as you guys you guys know this when you ride when you shift up the motor is going to feel freer obviously you're in a higher gear but it's such a big jump for me yeah I would agree I, I, it almost feels like second gear is a brand new bike right it's super tight like, hang, hang, like a lot of drag right and then I shift the third and you got your not blown out it's just super free right and I told the engineers that too and I I don't know if that's a, a common thing. I didn't ask any of these other riders, but um, that's one thing I noticed. Usually Honda will break in these bikes an hour. Everyone has an hour on these bikes. So they're broken in. That's why I thought it was so weird that second gear was such a drastic, draggy feel. I didn't feel that as much as, as you are. You're a lot more picky than I am yeah. as well, though. Um, 
what's weird with this bike is with how far it revs, there were times on the track, and this is going to go back to being having an orange helmet on, but where maybe one tooth either direction would have either let me stay in third for longer or just go ahead and shift to fourth. There were times where I'm like, ah, do I, no, I'll just let it rev. And because this engine can rev, it let me carry Pull it, it out. Right. Yeah. I feel second gear is a little short, personally. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think, honestly, first gear is pretty tall for a first gear. I almost feel like sometimes in super tight corners, I could shift to first, first. gear. Um, which is really weird. And then seconds real quick, and then you're in the third. Right. right. So it's a tough transition. Maybe we can change that with some Jody-isms right. on this sprocket. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll, we'll go one tooth, two teeth. Two teeth's too much. Maybe I should just go to two just to be different. Just you got to be different, two teeth. I'm going to start saying that from now on. Everyone just go two teeth up. <laughs> two teeth up. You know, Jody's doing one. I'm the two guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So those are my nitpicking points on this bike. If I was going to nitpick anything, I want a little bit more torque. I want a little bit better shifting from second to third and maybe somehow get that draggy second gear feeling out. Ergos feels like a Honda. Honestly, when you sit on it, it feels like the 450. You haven't ridden the new 450 yet. Only the RX. Right. So, um, But it, either way, the the bars themselves and everything, 7 ace bar still. Not yeah, good, not bad. I, mean, I like it. I don't mind it at all. Okay. Uh, sitting on it just feels... It sounds so cliche to say. It feels like a Honda. Like it, it always feels. It mean? always feels like you're at home, to me. I grew up on I Hondas. Still, like, I still understand what that means. It feels natural. Okay, there it's you a go. natural feeling. Okay. Handlebar grip. Le- levers are good. Like you get on a Suzuki. You just the first thing that you said this morning when we're pushing the bike. You said, "Dude, this grips." The grips are really good. I, well, I've been riding grip. stock Howie grips. Yeah, and those aren't good at all. Ty Davis They're, loves them. Well, congratulations for Ty. <laughs> I was always looked up to always looked up to Ty, but not his grips. Now you're a piece of trash, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like the grips. The like you go to on like a Suzuki. To me, the levers have a sharp feeling, which mm. is I guess. Nitpicky. I do like the levers on this. On this, uh, they're yeah. fatter feeling. I like the feel. You like a fat feel. I like a fat feel. I agree. Sometimes when I go to these other uh, blades, I call them blades. You know, these arc levers are a little bit narrower and they kind of sharp. Right. Um, Honda levers feel nice. Right. I do like a Yamaha lever. It feels fatter. I, feel, I want to say, I want to use the word girth. Ooh, they have girth to them. And women love girth. <laughs> yeah. They all do. Right. God, we could have a different show, and I feel like we need to stay on track more, but it's so easy just to hit that fruit right there. <laughs> just keep right going. There. So, Ergos, like I said, 7 eight bars. I'm on board. I'm not down to 971 bends. We're not going to get into that. We've talked about that. We've beat that with the dead horse. I feel like they can go with a little bit lower of a bend bar for me. I don't know about you. I didn't mind it at okay. all. Um, coming from off-road guy, I love that it comes with skid plate. Yep. I love that it has a discard. Okay. I know you said sometimes discards can create some heat. Right. But I love the added protection. Okay. And I, and I don't notice the heat that much. When right. I take it off. It's not like I'm, holy shit, this brake's way better. And I thought the brakes were actually good on the bike, too. Yeah, I thought I don't they're know if they changed too. them at all or not. They I'm, feel better because we don't have as much power as the 450. So I, right. most of the time, 250 brakes feel pretty good. Um, one thing I did notice when I did starts, I can feel the, the head pipes on each side when I start. I didn't notice that. Um, so when I'm gripping the bike with my knees and I have my legs locked in the foot pegs and I have my head over the bars, I feel the, um, I'm trying to think of the, the, well, I'll use girth since you used it. Okay. I feel the girth. (laughs) 
I Not feel in the shrouds. When I'm squeezing with my legs, I feel like I'm a little bit bow-legged because the head pipes are right there. Were you resting on the shields? Yes. Okay. Correct. So the shields are right there. And I did notice the Yosh that we saw today had no shields. That could be an issue. So your fly raising pants could get melted. A, that could happen. Or B, you might not hit them because Ooh, the frame. Yeah. Okay. That would will, take the girth away. Yes. Okay. See, when you were doing starts, you were moto guy. I was just waiting for a banner to drop. Okay. So, so were you back with the Kickstarter out with bad. no Kickstarter? No Kickstarter. I was trying to <laughs> tell it was bad. Going to the, the starter, um, I know it was mentioned with the 450, but when you go to pull the clutch, you have to have the clutch in to use the electric All the start. Way in, right. You can't one finger clutch it, or at least I can't. Maybe I just have big knuckles. Yep. You can't one finger clutch it, pull it in to start it. You have to get it almost all the way into the bar itself for the electric start to work. Correct. I'm sure that it that's could be, an insurance thing. I'm sure that's an insurance thing. The I'm sure it could be modified. Honda don't want to yeah. get sued. Honda right. doesn't want to get sued. If some kid hits the button, it's not going to ghost ride right. itself out and hit, right. launch someone in the face. Right. The massage lady that was there today is not going right. to launch her in the face. No. Honda had a massage lady. Trackside massage. Hey. I debated it. Hey. I had a mass debation about it. Hey. There's no happy endings, okay? This was a legit massage. Not trackside. It was just, it wasn't Tokyo or China massage. Bangkok. Bangkok. There you go. That's better. Um, but I thought that was cool. Anyway, back to the ergos. God, we got off subject a lot. <laughs> Hope you're still with us. We're 32 minutes in. What? <laughs> Ergonomics, guys. It feels like the 450. So, I'm six foot. Seamless feel. Going in the corners, I don't snag anything on my boots. It feels good. Only problem is, is like when I grab it for starts, the head pipes on each side of the heat shields, they're kind of they're kind of big. Um, I do like the seat on the Honda. It's not a gripper seat. It has some grip type, you know, material on it. It was plush though. It, like to me, it wasn't a yeah. super hard. Unlike seat. the Yamaha seat where you're in the seat base in, in an hour and a half, it's, it sucks. This Yamaha seat's good. Um, titanium tank I think to me I think it's cool right I don't notice the chassis effect that it has on this bike because it doesn't have that much power I wouldn't even know that it's a performance type of thing I, I don't know the the reasoning behind it but there's a cool factor to it yeah sure. it just sucks that it's plastic that covers it covers it up. it up right and for those of you guys hey if you take the plastic off it looks like crap yeah it looks horrible because the lip of the the gas fuel right the the lip of it where the gas cap screws in it's right. really tall they call so, you know what they call that? No. It's a, a threaded bung is okay. what they so call it. So the threaded bung of the tie tank, when you take the plastic piece off, it sticks up. Okay? And it looks lame. It, we I, That's the first thing right. I, I go, ooh, take this off. See what it looks like. It doesn't look good. So plastic goes back on. You can't even tell it's a tie tank. The the gas cap itself is really thin, too, compared to older, I can't say older bikes. But yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's but not twisting a, it off is okay. No, twisting it off is okay. It's yeah. just a different looking gas cap. It looks kind of cool. Electric start, start like I said, you got to put the lever in, but it starts really quick. I, uh, I did have a couple times where I would bump the throttle, maybe, or bump the throttle, bump the starter while giving a little bit of gas, and it would want to just keep spinning, and yep. then let the gas off, and then start again with no gas, and fire right up. Okay. So if you try to give it a little bit of gas while you're trying to start okay, it, okay, 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 okay. it just keeps turning over. I didn't have that problem, but okay. Yeah. I've had that problem with the 450, though. Okay. So it's similar. Um, shoot, I mean... They still use a 190-19 rear. It's not a 110. Um, for some of you guys put a 110 on, I, I don't see a problem with that. I've no. done it with my 250s. I don't mind. Uh, I know I like this tire on all other bikes. That's why maybe today's uh, issue I was having with the turning was, well, of course, 100% me, or 99.9% .9 me, yeah. and then 0.1% dirt. 
Yeah. Because uh, I really like these tires on all other bikes I've ridden them the on. MX3S. The MX3S. Yeah, and I think they do this, uh, for the people that don't know, they do it for weight. Obviously, the engine only makes so much horsepower. They put a 110 on, you're adding weight. They don't want that. So overall weight goes down with 100. Um, contact patch obviously goes down as well, but um, you have some give and take here. So overall, let's just break it down. Um, 2017 versus the 2018. What do you think? I, it, it, it feels like a completely. It is a completely different motorcycle. It, For those people out there listening, they hear this shit all the time. I, like it's a way better dirt bike every year. I'm by not, by now, we're 2018. These bikes should be like freaking UFOs, and they should be amazing. Right. I'm not going to say the 17 is like a motor scooter, but it's they've improved in every department of the motorcycle. In my maybe the bottom end on the older bike had a little bit more. I almost said butt hair. A little bit more. What's with you? Oh, go ahead. I'm not going to get off track. Yeah. Uh, maybe the 17 had a little bit more bottom end power, but other than that, the whole bike is improved in every department. It is. And seriously, guys, you know me. I'm no bullshit. It's a better Honda 250R. Um, like I said, 3 versus 3.5. This bike's, I would say, better in every aspect. The Last year's engine didn't have tons of bottom end either. It had good RPM response. If anything, maybe last year's engine just right off of idle had more hit. That's the only part I was feeling when, yeah. I, when I rode that bike today. Yeah, so um, perception maybe right off right off hit, 17's a little bit better, but as soon as you're past that, boom, 18's better everywhere else. When you're motoring down and not right on the very bottom, yeah. it's better. I'm looking everywhere. forward to seeing the Geico bikes room look sick, because this bike looks sick. This kid, uh, Joe Shimoda, amateur right. kid, Ripping. was there today. He's smooth rider, 14 years old, good rider. His bike was there with some of the amateur Geico guys. It looks sick. Like, I think it looks really attractive. So And he was ripping. Yeah, it's stoked to see. Stoked to see this bike, you know, when the good rider is just riding it, you know? Right. I've seen uh, Jeremy ride it at Glen Helen. I've seen RJ ride it at Glen Helen. It looks like a, a good bike. So they're going to develop it and make it better. Um, for those of you guys waiting for it and you guys are Honda guys, definitely way better bike oh way better I'm, and i'm sure aftermarket exhaust companies or whoever else ignition they're going to get the bottom end situation figured out yeah so um looking at the sheet that they gave us yeah i don't know guys it I, i'm not i haven't decided if i'm a fan of the the dual head pipes or not i think it's it's okay i'm not hating or stoked on it it just looks different pretty, yeah it's different so uh we're leading the 250 shootout um just you've been riding the Kawasaki. I have been. I, I put this above the Kawasaki. Okay, just because you're familiar with that bike. I'm familiar with that bike. I've ridden the Cowie. I've ridden this, and I've ridden the Yamaha. Motor, in terms of over rev, I'm giving it to this. Okay. Um, bottom to mid, I'm giving it to the Yamaha. Yeah. Um, but this is the fork and the whole chassis. Everything is going to be close. So shootouts just, are going to be close. Let's just break it down. Engine, overall. Engine between those three bikes. Give it to Yamaha. Okay, so second? Honda. Third? Cowie. Cowie. Suspension? God. Close uh, from, you close Honda, to Yamaha? Honda. Honda, Honda Yamaha, Cowie. Okay. Cowie fork is chassis. Mm. Yamaha. Okay. So, where's Honda in that chassis? Second. Okay. And then Cowie. Okay. Only so. because I didn't get the... The, the wash feeling on the Yamaha, but then again, we weren't riding Might it here. Might be the track, We too. weren't riding it. Zach is known for having that sand loose, so... Anyway, what we're saying is we're going to boil all this shit down. 
250 shootouts are coming November 14th, 16th, and I want to say the 21st. It's going to be close, I think. So, yeah, the Honda's better. Love I don't that. know what it finished last year in Dirt Rider Shootout when I was there. I, I, I forget. I'm sure it's somewhere around fourth or fifth. It wasn't in the top three. I know that. Um, and if you're still subscribed, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, if you're still subscribed, that's, on, that's on you. That's not on me. So, um, anyway, better Honda. 250 shootouts are coming. I appreciate you guys listening. Michael, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having you, me up here. Are you good with podcasting now? You're okay? You know, I'm good. All right. I was real nervous before. And also, yeah. too, I didn't do my commercial reads. I have all that in my studio at home. But thank you to the guys at ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you guys want to order some shirts, you guys have a logo, you guys want made up and put it on sweatshirts, hats, uh, T-shirts, um, go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Mention Kiefer, buy a dozen shirts, and get 10 for free. Why don't you have your work go do that? Maybe I'll talk to them. Tell them to go to ScreenPrintyDone.com. I'll, I'll tell them to get on that. And, of course, Rutted Racing. Um, the guys over at RuttedRacing.com. You guys want some moto shirts, you want to go to the track, look good, feel good, soft shirts, beefy tee, they're out, dude. And what did my fiance say when she when she felt that shirt? She said it was soft and yeah. she goes, ooh, like a moth to a she flame. Goes, that's a soft fire. shirt. Yeah, right. And so, it was on you and she was feeling up on you. But they have good good chick, quality stuff. Chick t shirts too. Quality fabric. So put your chick in a rutted racing shirt, tank tops. If you got some bolt ons, they look good in that. Uh, mine has bolt ons. They look they look fabulous in rutted racing. With or without a shirt. Oh man. She wears the track and then she goes to bed. Uh, for those of you out there, God, we could have We're a whole track. I know. But if you have a chick, go into bed. Red Racing shirts look good. Buy those guys. They help us. Um, Fly Racing, thank you. Thank you, Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. We'll be back next week with muffler shootouts, Honda and Yamaha 450 muffler shootouts. Got a lot of work to do, and I got to drive home in traffic right now. So, Ugh. hopefully, this um, you guys got a lot of information out of this. If you guys have any questions, feel free to hit me up at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com and ask away. I've been kind of lagging the last few days. I've been busy. I have some emails backed up. So, if you have one to me, don't stress out. I'll get to you this week. I have some downtime at the end of the week, and I will get back to you. So, thanks for listening. We will see you on the flip.